Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. It is finally that time for the NFL season to begin. Today it is Thursday, September 9th, which means tonight we will have the first NFL game of the 2021 NFL season. So in today's episode, I'm going to be doing a little Thursday night uh, preview, um, giving my predictions for the game, talking about some of the star players um, and some of the injuries that have happened. Um, And then I'm going to be talking about the fantasy implications of this game, who to start, who not to start, giving my thoughts about that. Um, And I'm just really excited about tonight, and I want to come out with a strong video to help you get ready uh, for your fantasy uh, matchup. So let's just head right into it. Um, And tonight we will be watching the first NFL game of the 2021 season, and it will be the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, playing at home against the Dallas Cowboys. So the Buccaneers are favored in this game by 8.5 points, um, and the game has an over-under of 51.5 points. Um, So that is, so Vegas has the Buccaneers um, winning uh, by a large amount, 8.5 points is a a large amount of points, Um, but they also have the Cowboys scoring a lot of points um, with an over-under 51.5. So I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game, which is great uh, for this first uh, NFL game. Um, and it's not a surprise to me that the over-under is so high because last year um, these two teams um, were two of the most high-scoring teams in the NFL. Last year the Bucks had the second-highest scoring um, average in the NFL with 30.8 points per game. Um and that was throughout the entire season. Um, and the Cowboys, uh, while they, through the, the entire season, uh, were not as high as the Buccaneers uh, because of the injury to Dak Prescott, but in the four games that Dak Prescott played, the Dallas Cowboys averaged 31.5 points, which would have tied with the Packers for first in the league. So while they did not do a lot of scoring when Andy Dalton was the quarterback, um, when Dak Prescott was fully healthy, they were scoring the ball um, extremely effectively and scoring the ball a lot. Um, so this is going to, and with Dak Prescott back this year, um, and he's going to be playing tonight, I think that they're going to be going right back to that high-scoring offense. Um, and so I think this is, again, one of the best scenarios you could have had for uh, the first game. You know, you love watching, you know, the defending champs are obviously going to play, and that's going to be great to see Tom Brady. Even if you don't like Tom Brady, you have to just admit um, his greatness and how just amazing of a player he is, and he is just fun to watch and just so talented. And then the Cowboys are a young, talented team. Dak Prescott is uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They have some great young players on offense that are explosive and fun to watch. So I think this is going to be a, a great game um, for the individual play of players. Um, but I don't think that the Cowboys have much of a chance to win this game. So just to start off, I think that the the most important thing uh, and what the Cowboys, ha- the reason that the Cowboys have had so much success in these past few years is because of their strong offensive line. Um, and while they're going to have most of the offensive line healthy uh, tonight, they will not have their all-pro guard, uh, Zach Martin. So he is out due to COVID protocol. He hopefully will be back next week so the Cowboys can be at full strength. But tonight he will not be playing, and I think that is going to um, be a major um, 
just that's not going to be great for the Cowboys, especially against this Buccaneers team. So last year in the six games that Martin missed, um, Ezekiel Elliott, the starting running back for the Cowboys, had an average yard per carry of 4.12, which would have placed him uh, 41st in the league last year. So that is not good at all. You don't want your star running back who you pay $100 plus million to be 41st in the league um, average with an average yard carry of 4.12. Um, so that is not encouraging for tonight's game um, So because not only are you going to be missing your best offensive lineman, but you are playing against the best defense in the NFL. If you're missing your offensive lineman, and you're, let's say, we're playing against the Texans. That might not have such a large effect because the Texans are the worst, uh, have the worst defensive line in the league. But you're playing the best defense collectively in the NFL and the best defensive line in the NFL. Last year, the Buccaneers were first in opponent rushing yards per game, only allowing 21.9 yards per game. Along with that, they were first in opponent rush yards per attempt, only with 3.8. So. With the, with the bad yards per carry that Ezekiel Elliott has by himself against Zach Martin, uh, with Zach Martin out, and then add that to the 3.8 yards per rush that the Buccaneers allow, that is not a good combination for Ezekiel Elliott tonight. Um, and so you just, as I mentioned, you cannot run the ball at all against the Buccaneers because of their amazing front seven. Uh, they have Devin White. Jason Pierre-Paul, Vita Vea, who a, a nose tackle who does not get enough credit and is very underrated, um, Ndamukong Sue, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, the list goes on and on and on. Um, they have a amazing defense, um, and the, I think the most important point is that all those players I named were starters last year, and the pay, and the Buccaneers returned all 11 of their starters on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they're going to pick up right where they left off last year, being the most dominant defense in the NFL, not allowing teams to run on them, going to make teams throw the ball, um, and we're going to talk about that a little later um, in the episode. But Ezekiel Elliott, I'm not so sure how well he's going to play tonight, um, and I think that the front seven of the Buccaneers is going to have a great game. So I think that so that was now that was talking about the Cowboys offense now and 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 the Buccaneers defense now talking about the Buccaneers offense not only are the Buccaneers returning 11 starters on the defensive side of the ball they are also returning all 11 starters on the offensive side of the ball so they still have Tom Brady they still have Mike Evans they still have Chris Godwin they still have Rob Gronkowski Leonard Fournette Ronald Jones um you know Cameron not actually not not Cameron Bray but um you know OJ Howard you know they still have everyone they still have all their great offensive linemen and so I think that again they're just going to pick off where they left off last year one of the best offenses offensive offenses excuse me in the league um and not only do they have returning all of their starters I think they added an underrated weapon in Giovanni Bernard who we're going to talk about again a little bit later uh, so the Cowboys' defense is um, not very good, below average, especially the secondary. Um, and so I think that Tom Brady and his offensive weapons are going to be able to eat. I guess you could say they're going to be uh, they're going to kill this uh, Cowboys' defense. And Tom Brady, especially, is going to have a great game. Uh, so now that's kind of what I 
those are just my overall thoughts on the game. I'll give my prediction at the end of the video. Uh, but now talk about the fantasy implications of this game and starting off with the Dallas Cowboys. But actually, before we do that, I just want to say that when going over um, all the fantasy options on this team on in this game, there's so many fantasy options as we're going to see. You have, you know, three or four options, three or four 100% startable players on the Cowboys and even more on the Buccaneers. So this game is going to be really important for your week one matchup. So you definitely want to listen to what I have to say right here. Uh, so starting off with the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you have Dak Prescott. Obviously, you're going to start Dak Prescott. You don't have to really be worried about anything. He's been cleared. His 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 ankle's been cleared. His shoulders been cleared. I have, I'm 100 that uh, I've trust that he's healthy. Uh, I don't think they would put him out there if he was not healthy, especially his ankle, because of how devastating that injury was last year. Um, so I'm not concerned about that, and I'm not concerned about Dak Prescott playing without his All Pro offensive lineman. I think that um, Dak is a top tier quarterback. Um, and you know is good enough to play well even when there is a missing piece in the offensive line. Uh, when when pressure, Dak Prescott is actually one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL with an 80% completion rate. Um, so I'm not worried about that at all. Start Dak Prescott. He is a lock uh, for a top 10 uh, quarterback performance almost every single week. Um, and then again, moving on to the running back, you if you have Ezekiel Elliott, you're starting him. You know, even with the concerns that I have with Zach Martin and the concerns that I have with Ezekiel Elliott um, against this front seven, you start your studs. You spend a first round pick on Ezekiel Elliott. He is one of the most talented players in the NFL, and he has he has that talent. He has the potential to win you your matchup every single week, and even when he's playing against a tough defense, uh, to go out and have a great game. So you start Ezekiel Elliott, you start your studs. Remember that every single game, every single week. And then moving on to the wide receivers, you have two solid wide receiver two options on this team. You have Amari Cooper, who obviously you're going to start, and you have CeeDee Lamb, again, who you're obviously going to start. Both of those guys um, are going to have a lot of value, and you're going to and they are sometimes the wide receiver one on your team, and sometimes wide receiver two. So they you've put in a lot of draft capital into them. So again, you start your studs, um, and again, they have the talent uh, to go off even with the strong Buccaneers, um, even with the strong Buccaneers secondary. They're going to have they're going to have a good game because. Since the front seven of the Buccaneers is so good, and because they allow less than 22 yards per game rushing the ball, Ezekiel Elliott is not going to be able to rush the ball. So they're going to have to throw the ball if they want to score, and that's exactly where Cooper and Lamb come in. And speaking of wide receivers, Michael Gallup, the third wide receiver on this team, I am not so confident confident in starting him. If you are in deeper leagues, um, if you start three wide receivers or multiple flex spots, um, then you could start him, especially in a PPR league, um, because you know Cooper and Lamb are gonna Cooper Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott are gonna be getting a lot of attention, so he can potentially um, have a big game tonight. But I'm not very. Um, I would only start him if I really need to. And then moving on to the tight end position, Blake Jarwin is an interesting op. op option, excuse me, um, if you need to stream a tight end, if you don't have a top tier tight end, um, or even a, you know, second tier uh, tight end like Kyle Pitts or TJ Hawkinson, um, then you might be able to stream a Blake Jarwin. He's coming off a torn Achilles, only played, you know, a, I think less than a full game last year. 
Um, so he's a solid streamer option um, if you are in the need in the, with that tight end position. Uh, then moving on to the Buccaneers, and they have just so many players that you can start, not just this week, but I, I think every single week. Starting off, Tom Brady, this year, this week, excuse me, Tom Brady is a top five fantasy option at quarterback. Um, he is just, he's playing against a below average defense and with this Dallas, with this Dallas Cowboys secondary. I think it would not be crazy if he throws for five touchdowns this game, um, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why I think that a little later. Um, but yeah, Tom Brady, you start him. Nothing really more to say. Then again, you start all three wide receivers. You start Evans. You start Godwin, and you start Brown. Evan and Godwin are wide receiver two options for me, um, and Brown is a wide receiver three, a strong wide receiver three. Um, or a flex play, um, all have incredible upside. I think the same level of upside. I think, but I just think that uh, Godwin is a little more consistent than Evans, and Evans um, is a little more consistent uh, than Brown. Uh, so yeah, that those that's my rankings for them. If I had all three, um, I would start Godwin. Mm, uh, yeah, I would start Godwin, and then Evans and Brown are you know basically the, at the same level for me, and but Evans a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, start all of them. All of them have incredible upside. Uh, but just a tip, I do. I just said that Brown is a flex player for me, but just don't start him at the flex position. You don't ever want to start your Thursday night players at the flex position because you don't know what's going to be going on over the weekend. Um, so you want to be able to have that flexibility of moving out players, moving in players. Um, and you don't want that flex spot to be locked in with the player that played on Thursday night. So move all your Thursday night skill position players uh, your running backs or your wide receivers that are at the flex position and move them up to running back or wide receiver. Then moving on to tight end, you have Rob Gronkowski. You start him, um, especially in this tight end landscape where it's a very uh, scarce position. Um, he's one of the best options uh, for the amount of draft capital you're going to be putting into him. Um, I think he's going to have a better season this year than he did last year. I believe that he's um, you know, fully in football shape now and he's ready to go last year um, coming off retirement not necessarily going to play so well um, uh, this past this, that that this past year uh, but I think he's going to be back in football shape and back into in his dominant self um, and again I think you can stream similar to Blake Jarwin you could stream OJ Howard um, if you do stream tight ends and you it is absolutely necessary now getting on to the most complicated part of the offense for the Buccaneers and that is their defense that is their running backs um, so the depth chart the official depth chart says number one Ronald Jones Jr. number two Leonard Fournette number three Giannavi Bernard and then number three Kishan Vaughn obviously you're not going to be playing Vaughn that is a no-brainer I don't even know if he's going to be suiting up for this game uh, but and then moving on to Bernard, I do think that Bernard has some value in deep PPR leagues. He's a reception monster, as we saw last year on the Bengals, stealing a lot of work um, from Joe Mixon and sometimes even work at the goal line. So he has a little bit of upside there. Um, and yeah, he's a, Bernard is a reception monster. He that's his best ability on the football field, um, and he's the best pass catcher on the team. Jones, Ronald Jones is a non-factor in the receiving game. He's only a ground and pound running back. And Leonard Fournette, while he can catch the ball, he's had his struggles um, in the past few years catching the ball. And if Bruce Arians sees you drop a ball once, 
um, he's not going to be putting you in in those pass catching situations again so I think that Bernard is has some value tonight um, and so I would be looking into him um, in a deeper PPR league um, and then moving on to the other two I know that Jones um, is first on the depth chart but I I have the confidence that that Leonard Fournette will be the the lead back um, on in this offense today in this game, um, and then I think that Bernard will be sprinkled in there a little bit on third down in pass catching situations. So you start Leonard as a flex, um, and Bernard like, and again I say you start Leonard as a flex, meaning you start him um, at your RB two position uh, because, but he has the value of a flex. Uh, position player uh, then Bernard also I think um, at that tier of flex um, in deeper leagues that have PPR I don't and then just no confidence in Jones Jr. Um, with how weird this backfield is and, and backfield is and how weird Bruce Arians get so I would not start Jones Jr. only Fournette and Bernard so yeah that is the breakdown of all the players that you can start in fantasy football all the positions so now I'm going to be doing a Thursday night breakdown for every single Thursday night game. And in every single Thursday night ep- um, preview episode like this, I'm going to be giving a hot take what I think is going to be happening in the game. So my hot take is that Antonio Brown, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will have more fantasy points than Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I am extremely high on Antonio Brown this year, and let me explain why. The last three weeks of the 2020 NFL season, he averaged 20.2 points per game in half PPR leagues. This was more than Evans, who averaged 18.4, and more than Godwin, who averaged 18.7. So while it's only two more points more, I think that shows how he was getting more confident playing with Brady and how Brady was getting more confident playing with him. He was targeted more than them, um, and that, and because of that, because uh, he was targeted more, that led to more fantasy points. Um, and not only am I talking about at the end of the regular season, but I'm also talking about the playoffs. In the three games that Antonio Brown played, he caught two touchdowns, um, one of them being in the Super Bowl, um, and he had a very good connection with Brady, and this was only after playing less than half of the season together, and show it showed that Brady had the confidence in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs to throw to Antonio Brown even after not be starting, even after not being on the team in the beginning of the year. Uh, so I think that he's going to have a fantastic year this year. Um, I think um, especially especially when uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are injury prone. So if either one of them go down for any time at all, the value of Antonio Brown just skyrockets all the way up to a wide receiver two, um, like a top tier wide receiver two. Um, so I tried to get Antonio Brown in my, in my leagues, um, was not able to. Uh, but I think he's going to have a great year, and I think it starts tonight with a strong performance outscoring Chris Godwin and Mike Evans um, tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. That is my bold, That is my hot take. Hopefully it comes true, um, and yeah, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That helps the channel out a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening. And goodbye.